Welcome to the Easeful Up Level, where we talk all things conscious entrepreneurship, spirituality, and up leveling without stress. Together, Aaron Tobias, our marketing expert, meets with Allison Borstad, our mindset expert, where we just get into the nitty gritty of what it means to figure out who you are, what your purpose is, and what your next steps are. Our goal is to make it as effortless and easeful as possible. Even when you're going through hard times, our goal is to get our mindsets right and get our energy right so that we feel like we can attack anything. We can accomplish anything. Consider this your energetic upgrade of the day. We hope you love this episode. There we go. Oh, hey. Wow. Hello. Looking beautiful. Oh, thank you. I love that. I was like going to be on time. And then you're like, hold on, give me more 10 more minutes. And I was like, cool. 10 minutes. I can do a thousand projects in the next 10 minutes. And then Always. I went, now I'm 15 minutes late. So anyways. <laughs> I don't care. That's fine. I needed 15 minutes. First of all, I love your hair. I feel like you Thank did it differently today. I did. <laughs> this is like day three of curling it's it. It's a vibe. I know. Like, all I have to do it I is like do it, it once. And then it like stays nice for like several days. It's nice. I like how it's like a little swoop here and then it falls down. I mean, it's gorgeous. I curled it with the straightener. That's the trick. Oh. Like I don't curl the curling wand or whatever. I do it with the straightener. Ooh, and it does girl, this, like, you better teach me that whenever. Oh, I will. Well, I see a, you. We could have a podcast lesson today on curling your hair <laughs> with the hair straightener. Everyone, turn on YouTube. That's how we get people on YouTube. <laughs> right i know we could just be here like doing our hair talking shit i mean that might be a fun thing <laughs> honestly honestly also, i want to do more stuff like that i'm in the yes. brand colors today i see you want to do some promos <laughs> right today also while we're just doing show and tell let's see if this makes yes. it anywhere can we just can we have a moment for these shoes allison's a whole vibe today yes those shoes are awesome those are like fifth grade allison that's Dude, retro right, right? there i always wanted apparently the yes like they're blue although like the men's ones are better so i got the men's ones but, I, but this color yeah. blue suede i was yeah, like i always these. do it up for the men's but for the I women's, know. I they're like this and the women's and beige. Things, so i i did the calculations i was like what what would make this a women's size nine and a half so Yes. anyways oh, there okay. you go so allison has blue what are those adidas pumas yeah it's like the the adidas like sambas i don't know the, the classic like bringing back the classic 80s beat boy i like it. i was thinking today we could talk about um our what i'm calling the energy protection protocol day because i feel like we're both having one of those yes <laughs> and please like, I've never actually broken down this process so formally, but today it just came to me. I also and... love this. The energy protection protocol. <laughs> I love this so much. I have like a planned one and then an SOS one. Because, <sighs> well, the thing I know I learned from, of course, our years of working together is how important it is to protect energy. And that's mm-hmm. something I don't think that like I ever was cognizant of I was just like why am I sitting here feeling all burnt out all the time and it's like well because I had a probably a 20-year cycle of burning like getting to this point yeah and 
after you kind of helped me rehab from that, which honestly, I think took about two years. I mean, I started feeling better right away. Like after, I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't feeling better after like only a few sessions. I think after three sessions, I felt a lot better. But then it became about like, okay, now that you're feeling better, how do we avoid this happening again? And so that's the journey I've been on. (laughs) Because you say like, oh, two years of working with you. But it's so funny because I feel like we probably only spent like three or four sessions on this. Yes. Like spaced out. Right. And then you were just like activating it right away. And you're like, oh, this is nice. I know, but I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, so that's part of my problem. But I was I'm like, I'm people out there. It doesn't take too well. I mean, healing takes. Yeah, it's it's an ever deepening journey. But it, no, it is crazy though. Like actually, how quickly, like once you have a protocol, like you said, the energy protection protocol, like and kind of know what you. I don't like the word should be doing, but uh, what you could be doing to feel better, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once you try it and you realize how good it feels, you're like, oh, never mind. I'm never, I'm never doing what I used to do. Yes. So I schedule them in. So I have a routine that I've created that's like SOS. It's not scheduled into my calendar, but wow, this was a rough week and I need to love on myself. And so what that looks like for me is usually I'll try to schedule or reschedule any meetings that I have. So that's like the first thing mm-hmm. I go to. Mm-hmm. And part of my work with Allison was to make it okay to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like make it okay to actually say, Hey, I'm feeling burnt out and I need to reschedule some things. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's definitely a barrier in terms of people pleasing Mm -hmm. that comes up when you reschedule and redo deadlines. Yeah. The other thing is in that moment, I will usually go to um, a meditation or get outside and then I'll schedule like a yoga class or something like that. So that's like my emergency moment. And then I'll, Mm -hmm. after I do all that, I'll like reassess how I am and probably try and take it easy for like a few extra days. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything like that? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think purposeful slacking (laughs) is, which is like so hard for, high achievers, perfectionists, like very ambitious driven people. It's kind of like, yeah. Or, or even, I think it's hard too, because ideally we don't want to be like flaky people, right? You know, if you're like, I want my word to mean something, I don't want to flake out on people, which like, yes, but I think some of this has to be like cultivated. I think there are moments where I'm like, I'm grouchy. I, especially for certain things that are like maybe social, like after work, because there's some things, some essential things that at times are harder to cancel on. You can cancel on anything, truly, anytime. But, you know, like, sometimes we triage, right? Of, like, listen, I'm feeling half energy today, so I'm doing half the crap today, right? And so I'm going to prioritize this and this, <laughs> and then the rest is going. Um, and I do think, like, especially when it comes to certain social things where I'm like, if I deeply don't want to go and I'm going somewhere with the energy of not wanting to be there, I'm doing no one any favors. So even if I'm following through on a commitment, to be here in my like weird low energy <laughs> to me that's just like you know even if i was doing it thinking i'm benefiting the other person i'm like i don't know how much i'm really benefiting them so i do like to like you said cut back on things um or if i have like in my current schedule i do like to have these kind of chunks of time f- for various things sometimes they're like creative projects sometimes they're catching up on various things and i like to use those as flex kind of things too in terms of i'm just doing nothing <laughs> I'm just resting, right? I was going to do work on this project or whatever, like things that are, I guess, semi-optional. 
Um, I definitely will be like per- permission to be very non-productive today, right? To rest up. Um, but it's interesting, like, yeah, in terms of the SOS kind of stuff. I mean, some of that's just intuitive of like what you feel like you need, you know? Um, cause yeah, burnout, it's interesting. Cause sometimes it's just like, I need to not talk to a human at all today. And then other times it's like, I actually need to talk to this type of a human today. Like I'm scheduling, yeah. you know, an emergency session with my coach or my, or I'm checking in with my communities that are really supportive or something, you know? So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, there's, in terms of my SOS thing. So it's funny. Cause I, I like to do, um, when I'm really feeling it is usually when I actually remember to do things like smoke cleansing, like smudging and, you know, oh, that's um, fun. yeah, like spiritual practice kind of things. Or, um, I really like the, the chant. I call back my energy from people, places, mm-hmm. things, and entities that have taken it without my consent. My energy is my own and I own it. Um, so there's like saying things like that too can, especially if I'm overthinking um, or if there's just been some kind of funky drama or something going on, you know, um, where I don't know, every time you get that evil eye energy where you're like, someone's always talking about me. I just know it. Either or maybe it's trolls online commenting on your stuff, and so you know, or just every so often you're like, or you had to set a boundary with someone and they didn't like it. You know they're talking shit about you behind your back because they're mad. They have to go process their feelings with someone else. Good, go do it somewhere else. Um, But yeah, every so often, like when that stuff, I feel like is energetically pulling me. I feel like I have to do some of that kind of stuff of like just rebubbling myself a little bit. Yeah, but calling back your energy that's an interesting one i'm actually looking for not just like chants or meditations that i can do or cord cutting ceremonies so i'm actually looking for more mm-hmm. so i will report back once i learn some other protocols mm-hmm. because there's certain energy that is just so strong that that type of stuff like doesn't necessarily work yeah it's like sticky yeah like, i had yeah, one yeah. kind of clinger on and I just had a massage and I feel like that clinger on is finally gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that was helpful to me. So I'm not sure if it was like just the release of, you know, getting kind of those toxins and things like that out of my body. Mm -hmm. That was really helpful, but I'm interested to maybe talk to, I think I'm going to actually tap into my um, soul reading group to see what they do, because there's a lot of women in that group who are super experienced um, that's Nikki Novo's group that she mm-hmm. hosts every, every year teaching about intuition. Um, but I'm interested to know, like, if there's anything a little bit more potent that's possible because mm-hmm. every now mm-hmm. and then it's like one specific energy mm-hmm. <laughs> clings on and they cling on hard, <laughs> yeah. but so it's interesting. It's those, those types of experiences can be a little bit difficult to navigate. Yeah. Well, it is interesting because I think the really heavy ones, I mean, even if you think about depending on what people are going through, like um, I was supporting someone earlier this week who is going through a breakup. Right. So and we're like the one that was going to have to have the conversation to say, I think this isn't working. And it was like very high. And this is a highly sensitive, people pleasing type person that, you know, it's really hard to have that conversation and to shake the feeling of like, I know that this is right, but the feelings of guilt or the feelings of worry or all the other things, right. That can come with that. Um, and I think there's just some things, uh, especially if it's, you know, people really close to us that we're setting boundaries with or we're dealing with trauma or whatever. 
I don't know if there's any like golden bullet. I do actually think it's like the combination of all the things. And sometimes I do think it takes like some things I feel like you can clear in a day or so or in an hour if it's just a light one. And then there's other things I think that take can take a week or two to work themselves out. But I even think about like the mind, body, spirit approach of like, I need to go move my body and sweat, <laughs> right? I need to go to yoga. I need to like, I need to get it out of my body. Right. Um, or I need to go dance around in the kitchen or, you know, like there's something to like moving it out of your body. Right. Um, yes. And then the mindset piece, what am I thinking about this? What am I assuming? Is there any old stories I'm holding on to that are hurting my feelings for no reason that I need to like, let go of or look at. Um, and then the spiritual piece too, of like the, that's where you were talking about the cord cutting or the, the smudging or whatever of like this energetic release. And I think like you often need a combination of all three. You know, and then maybe I'd add a fourth, which is um, loving connection with another healthy healing person. I love that. Allison, beautiful. Yes, I love that. I love you bringing us back to that mind, body, spirit framework and adding on a bonus loving connection. This is this is definitely that magical method that you're so great about teaching others. Yeah, well, it's. It's interesting too. I think it's so, some of the stuff is so unique too to each person. Like I'm also, even from the physical standpoint, I'm such a water baby that I have to get in water, like water submersion for me. If I've really like been around someone with really heavy energy, you know, or even holding space for people who are just going through it like that, I'm, I'm happy to be there, but I'm also like, oof, <laughs> that was heavy. Like you had a release, but I think I absorbed some of it. Right. So like there's something about, I mean, um, for a long time, I had a, a hot tub manifesting another one um, now that I've moved, <laughs> which, you know, I honestly was like, this needs to be like either a health write off or a business write off because truly like I would go in, in it like two to three times a day sometimes just as like, and I, I just would feel different after I'd get out. Like I would feel cleansed. And it's really interesting because, you know, a lot of the world's major religions have this whole like full submersion in terms of like purification, like spiritually, mm-hmm. it's it's just really interesting. Yeah, baptism and things yeah, like that. Baptism. Uh, I know in the Jewish tra- tradition, there's like monthly ritual baths. And, you know, like it's just there's various yeah. things, right, that like purify you. So from a spiritual um, or energetic perspective. So, but it also just might depend on the person of like, maybe it's your whether because I'm a, I'm also like an, a fire sign Aries. And I also have a bit of like, if you're going to Ayurveda, like Pitta, which is like a very fire energy. So I find water to be very soothing. So some of it too could be like. <laughs> Allison's like all fire over there. <laughs> I, yeah, and I got red hair. I mean, it's just like the amount of fire in all of my stuff is just like, yeah. So you have like a physical yeah, manifestation like, of your internal mm-hmm. signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too much fire today. Cool. I need some water. No, but truly like, so I think that's kind of kind of an interesting thing um one more thing i want to say real quick and then i think we could even get deeper into this too is i think even as like from a prevention thing the thing i also had like a heavy interaction this week of something where i was like oof <laughs> like uh, you know with someone close to me disclosing something i didn't really want to know or you know want to hear um and it's interesting i think if you have a have people pleasing tendencies or like empath abilities that some of it might just be part of your nature, but the other part was growing up, you had to be hyper attuned to your environment, right? You got really good at reading people, even made a practice of attempting to read minds, which was a big thing for me. It was like, and sometimes I'm successful ish because I'm that empathetic. 
you know, and I can feel people's energy that I'm like, sometimes I get pretty close, but it's not always 100% accurate too. Sometimes I'm actually wildly off or I'm misinterpreting other people's cues. But the the temptation for me to try to jump into other people's brains, and it used to be something I'd actively try to do. Now I actively try not to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, to try to figure totally out what up. they're thinking. Um, yeah. And to try to not change what they're thinking or feeling or feeling responsible for all of that. Like that was something where I had to like put myself back in my own lane for a second. Cause I was like, so-and-so sh- like shared this upsetting thing with me. What should I do? They dropped a little bomb on me. What do I do? What do I do for them with this? And I'm like, I don't know that I actually, this is, they're an adult. <laughs> They didn't ask me to do anything. They just told me something. They didn't ask me for advice. They didn't ask me to talk to the other person involved. They didn't ask, like, so what, why am I involving myself, you know, or feeling responsible? So I think some of that kind of stuff, too, in terms of, like, energetic stretching of, like, worrying about other people or, like, volunteering for things that people didn't ask you for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, you know, or, like, being a caretaker, trying to be a savior role, too. I mean, that's the thing that has been a journey for me for a long time is to like stay in my own damn lane and some things are not my business even for people who are really close to me or they're sharing something with me it's still not really my business to dabble deeper especially if they're not asking me to i've actually i have a rule for myself now is that i take everything at face value if you tell Mm. me that you're feeling a certain type of way or that you had an experience or you have a desire you have a boundary i don't look any deeper into that. I don't think about, is it the best thing for you? I don't think about how are you going to feel when you do that thing that you really want to do? I don't, I don't even, I'll involve myself at all. I just say, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then I take whatever the next step is based off of what they told me without going any deeper than that. And I act mm-hmm. accordingly. And a lot of what I realized whenever I was trying to do that thing where you read someone's mind or you think, is this the right thing for them, such and so forth, is it was like risk mitigation, Mm -hmm. like protection for myself Mm -hmm. and for them. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that was harming a lot of the natural process that could take place for that person. So Mm. it was taking away perhaps opportunities or lessons that could be happening as a result of them following through on those things that they want to do. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's like, it's not any of my business. So I don't need to waste my energy trying to figure out what they could be thinking, even though they're telling me they're thinking X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, truly. So, or even just like worrying about um, people. I mean, I think this is a common thing too with like, family members especially we love to worry about each other and it's just like and or i think sometimes like control each other's behavior too and a lot of times it's like oh you know you're not showing love if you're not worrying about someone Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. kind of the common occurrence especially in that mother daughter even grandmother Mm -hmm. granddaughter relationship a lot of times it's the women who feel that they need to worry about you or worry about something in order to show that they care. Yeah. Well, and I think it's honestly, I think it's almost superstitious too. of like, if you have an anxiety, you want to do something with it. And, and I've even talked to some of my like former therapy clients who were who like, yeah, I almost feel like if I don't worry about it, something bad's going to happen. And if I do worry about it, it, there is a little bit of magical thinking. And listen, I'm a fan of magical thinking as long as it's healing. <laughs> 
which I would rather like think, you know, if I'm worrying about something, this is actually a technique I use with some folks who just tend to worry and their brain needs something to do is I'm like, if I could convert this worry or this, what should I do? Or how do I convince so-and-so to go to the doctor or something? You know, like sometimes people are like, I told them what, like, cause I think as family members, you know, we influence each other or friends or whatever. You know, I think there are some times where it's, it is within our lane to be like, you know what, have you considered this? Not saying you should go do this, but have you, like, I have a little bit of information. It could be helpful for you. Would you like to hear it? Right. They also could say, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear this from you. But, um, but short of that, if you've already shared information, like sometimes like family members, like, have you gone yet? Have you gone yet? Are you doing that? You know, and it's like this, this really interesting dynamic. That's like really not helping. First of all, yes. if you're requiring someone to like badger you into doing something like that's a weird dynamic, first of mm-hmm. all. And if you're the one doing the badgering, all of that is like a weird disempowered, like what is going on? <laughs> Especially amongst adults. That's the thing that like is really interesting too, is when there's like this like push pull um, kind of thing versus like, I respect you enough for you to make your own choices for your life, including the wrong ones. Maybe I'm going to think that you're making the wrong choice. And I'm going to be like, but you're an adult and maybe you actually need to make the quote, what I think is quote unquote wrong. Maybe it was the right one for you. Or maybe you need to make this choice because that's a necessary step on your path to get to the next place that you're supposed to be. Like, we don't know, right? Like, so. And if you're telling me you're feeling a certain type of way, then I'm not going to disrespect you by telling you actually you're feeling this type of way. And I see it. Mm It's like, okay, great. Thank you for expressing your feelings towards me. Now let me act in accordance with what you're expressing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I think then it's, it's interesting. Like when we get to the point of, okay, I'm going to stay in my own lane now, but if you still have that like worry or anxiety, it's, it's funny because I've actually worked with a handful of um, clients who are like mothers in their fifties and sixties, you know, they've got adult children who are like navigating dating or marriage or parenting or all these things where they're like, I have so many opinions that I want to share, but I'm trying not to be that mom, which I'm yes. like, Oh, I love, that. I love that. This is the journey you're on. I love right? that they have that self-awareness to yeah, kind of yeah. want or, their kids to them, have it's their own experience. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, and it's funny too, because some of them are like, Oh my gosh, my mom was so heavy handed with me. And so I don't, and, and I resented her for it or, or I lacked connection with her because of it. I avoided her because she was so heavy handed with her opinions. And so I want the connection with my kids and I want to be the, you know, the resource or whatever, but not overstepping. Like, I think these are healthy ways, especially again with, with family. Like we're all, we're always a little bit interdependent, which I think is healthy to a certain extent. Right. And that's what you want is like the healthy, like mutual support, not the enmeshment. Um, but one of the things that I worked on, I'm just thinking of one client in particular who loved this was like taking, you know, the anxious energy, the worrying energy into like turning it into like a love bomb energetically, like, and kind of like a prayer basically of like, I'm going to take this and I'm imagining that I'm like creating this ball of, of just loving, healing and support. And I'm just going to like pitch it in their direction and hope and just imagine it hitting them. Just love. And if I want to do that, even in an intangible way, instead of like saying, have you gone to the doctor (laughs) or whatever it is, it could just be like, love you. (laughs) Right. That's it. Here's a funny meme. I love that. Yeah. So just like finding other ways to send energy. And again, I think that's the whole thing too, when it comes to like, you know, the concept of prayer, right? Like various people will argue whether or not prayer works or not, right? Whether they're religious or faithful or not or whatever. But I do think even at the very least, the way that it transforms us and the way that we interact with each other to be more healthy, you know, of like, let me just send good energy to you. 
and focus my my worry or my anxiety into actually like transmuting that or alchemizing that fear thing yeah just like reframe it into love right which is different though than i mean that's like a nice subtle energy it's wishing someone well it's taking that like you were saying that anxious energy and transmuting it into something useful it is not the love bombing which happens a lot with narcissists, which yeah, is well, like, I was gonna say, I they send say, you flowers, yeah, they send you gifts, they send you um, yeah. like all these texts and telling you how amazing they are. It's that's, that's not that's the, true. That's that, not I don't want to call it a love bomb. I meant to say love ball, <laughs> an energetic love ball, ball. <laughs> love, not the bomb. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Cause that is a whole other thing of like where you're yeah, you overwhelming. Yes. No, no, no. I'm so glad you said that because yeah, I was like, yeah, it's not because it's we not might be tempted to do that too, ball. as like highly empathetic, caring people who are in a state of worry. We also might be whether you know, I don't think that in that case the person's a narcissist, but they might be thinking of overcompensating and sending them all the love. And I honestly think I can look back at sometimes when I have done that, like, mm-hmm. man, let me just yeah. back off of this person and let them have their experience. I actually have a really interesting experience that happened um, with a friend of mine and he asked me for advice and what he should do and what he thought in regard, what I thought in regard to like a family dynamic. And I said, well, ultimately it's up to you and you need to honor your, your own energy. But if you do this action that you told me that you're interested in doing, this is how I see the scenario playing out. Are you up for that? knowing that that might be the case. And if so, then you have to be okay with that result. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because they chose to still do the action, even though it might result in a negative experience or something that could be perceived as negative or conflict and go through that conflict anyways to hopefully get out mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so that was an interesting scenario where it's like, actually, I was asked for my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did give it. In a normal situation, like, you know, past Aaron, healing Aaron would have just come out with that advice anyways and not have been asked. She just would have overshared <laughs> and over, you know, over advised even when she's not being asked. So I was very proud of that moment that someone came to me, asked, and I shared, but I also still left it up to them. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something really beautiful too about doing that. And and it's funny too, because it's like, again, in some of my coaching roles or, or depending on whom I'm working with, like pure coaching is supposed to be just like leading someone back to themselves, right? And and you not providing any advice. I do a little bit of like mentorship and teaching and other things in there too. And I always do kind of have that caveat too, or even when it comes to relationship stuff, this is actually, this is an interesting topic now that we've gotten onto the, the love bombing of people who are in a relationship where they know it's not right, but their heart isn't done. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's, and they'll ask me advice or they'll even reflect really healthy things. And it's, and it's the mismatch. And and this doesn't just apply to relationships. I think this happens other times too, where intellectually you're on a level, but it hasn't integrated through your body and your heart yet. And you like can feel the difference. And you also know that your heart usually wins. Mm-hmm. slash your body or your fear or whatever like there's a certain point where like that stuff is just truly more powerful than your intellect and in fact when you're emotionally triggered it's absolutely going to override your intellect and so it's it is interesting to like how like allowing people space and grace to be a little bit messy in their spirit in their well i was gonna say their spiritual journey but also like their healing journey of um 
growing an awareness of things that aren't healthy for you or that you don't want and still engaging in them a little bit anyways. And just in having a curious awareness about them without being like, oh, I'm doing the thing again. It's just like, that's interesting. I'm still doing it. What's that about? Right. I think that's just like a a gentler way to go about like behavior change. And then usually when people kind of allow space for that, it's almost easier for them to come to like healthier conclusions, I think, versus like that. I shouldn't be doing this, which then actually like our little rebel parts of our brains are like, oh, naughty. I want it more. <laughs> like even like things like overeating or drinking or I don't know. There's like all sorts of things, right? That um, sometimes if we put it off limits, it's like so much sexier all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, versus yeah. just being like, all right, you know, I'm up to something, but I, I can't quite fully break the pattern. Um, and I'm going to hold space for me to be imperfect while I'm like figuring this out, which is really interesting. Um, it is. It is interesting. Wow, we went on. We went on a topic. <laughs> I was going to say we went on a topic journey there. <laughs> yes, I know. I'll start with SOS protocol. I mean, I it oh, kind yeah. of brings us full circle though, because my mm-hmm. SOS protocol actually started with a little bit of binge eating. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. so tired. I was like, I just want this bag of chips, and I'm like, okay, well, this is not normal. I'm going to let myself what? have this bag of chips, but I also need Why to know that person? I'm tired. Dude, I, I literally about this. this. I literally had that interaction with someone, and then literally it was like 11 p.m. I was like, "Why am I still awake? Because I'm still thinking about this thing, right? I should be doing all these other pro." I was also in a bag of chips. What in the world? Well, although this is the thing, though, it's actually really funny. Like, just to speak to the bag of chips thing, it is actually a really um long term. It is not the healthiest habit. I mean, you can do a lot worse. First of all, you can do a lot worse, but um. There is something sensory, like it's grounding actually, like the Mm -hmm. crunchy, there's like all of these things that are sensory experience that like bring you into your body and like a positive sensory way. Now, again, depending on how much you're eating and how you're feeling afterwards may, may or may may not be the best choice. Yeah, I had a stomachache afterwards, but I I enjoyed, I I enjoyed that stomachache. I said, it's exactly what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but it is interesting too, because I used to be like, I don't stressy. I don't think that's a thing. And, th- but there's certain things that like, I'll also realize that I'm processing them as I'm eating. Like I'm th- like, I'm kind of ruminating as I'm eating and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm absolutely self Yeah, I'll like- set the scene for everyone. I was sitting in my garage with a bag of chips in my car because I was too exhausted to get up out of the car and walk inside. So I just fell for there. Their- oh. <laughs> just sat there and felt my feelings for about 20 minutes and ate some some chips and it was great and you know hopefully that's I mean that's not my everyday experience but what was the chip of choice in the moment I mean it could have been a lot worse I was just eating blue corn tortilla chips so could have been like Funyuns or you know spicy hot Cheetos I had the blue blue Doritos. We weren't far off. Look at you. Oh, the blue Doritos. Those are so good. Those are good. I guess the Doritos aren't blue. Blue bag. Blue bag Doritos. Cool ranch. This is why you and I, we're we're always, we have um, synchronicitous like experience. Every week we're like, we've had, we have the same experience and like different flavors of the same thing this week. I know. What is going on? It's this universe. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. So, yes, that prompted me to go into my emergency protocol, which was, like take it easy, cancel meetings. Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. couldn't cancel a lot of meetings. So I gutted through it, mm-hmm. <laughs> got on yeah. the other side of it. And then, yeah, it wasn't my favorite experience. And then on Saturday afternoon, um, 
after I finished work, I just was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to enjoy the heck out of this weekend. And I was like in the moment. I took a nap, hung out with my husband, was able to like go outside and take a walk. Like we just were like, let's make this an intentional, you know, 48 hours that we have. It wasn't even 48. It was 36. But let's make this as intentional as possible. And that was really helpful too to just tell my husband that I was having a moment of burnout and also to ask him to actively participate in that rejuvenation. I think he was feeling feeling a little bit burnout too. But it was nice at the end of the weekend, we said like, how was it? Let's check in. Do we feel more energetic than when we started our weekend? And yes, we did. So that was a, I think that was a win for us too, because normally I would just be like resentful and still doing the chores all quiet on my own. And he would probably mm-hmm. be wondering like, why is she in a bad mood? So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, it is interesting too. I find every so often like the power of even a half day of like deep self-care because I've had those like the deep SOS moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so burnt out. And sometimes the stuff like can... Uh, you know, there's like just some seasons that are just crazy. They're, they're moving so fast that you like almost don't even realize you're getting off kilter until you're really off kilter. So this, this tends to happen to me, like if my kids are really sick and then there's one, like if it's like one of those things where it's like, boom, 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 like five things after the other, right? Where you're kind of in survival mode. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I am depleted, like with a capital D <laughs> and I need to do something about it. But it's interesting. I've had like moments of like, I'm headed for a nervous breakdown. I'm about to lose my shit. I'm about like, I no truly where I'm like, yeah, I'm no, about to true. whatever. And then, and then I will literally be like, cancel whatever I had if I had anything or just like, I'm going to disappear off the mat. I'm shutting off my phone. My husband knows where I am, but otherwise I'm shutting off my phone. I'm going to go get a massage. I usually have a handful of things that I do and like yoga, massage, um, window shopping, (laughs) something that's just like truly non-productive, right? Like various things of like walking around or going on a hike or all these things. And sometimes it's really interesting how I will be like, I am, I am a woman on the edge (laughs) right now. And then literally like six hours later, be like, I'm great. Like back, baby. She's back. Yeah, truly. Where like whatever needed to work itself out, or just like giving yourself, even sometimes just like an hour or two, even sometimes a really good yoga class will take me energetically from a 20 to an 80. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That wasn't just physical fatigue, it was also like emotional and spiritual fatigue as well. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes you like need to get that spark back where you're just like, blah, life, what is this? You know? (laughs) And then you do something that like reignites your soul and you're like, oh, wait, you know. Uh, It's just really interesting. So I've actually now built in energy protection protocol days as a regular Mm -hmm. monthly occurrence. And I actually think of them as kind of weeks for myself. Mm -hmm. So usually it's like the last week of the month. I try to build in some of this protection time. And so I have actually scheduled all of my massages for the year Sunday nights the last Sunday of the month I have um, someone who actually comes to my house which is very nice I don't have to go anywhere I don't have to be in anyone's space she's coming to me and Mm -hmm. then that's so that is something that 
I did proactively this year that I've actually never done before. It feels very indulgent. It's but giving then, CEO. It's giving bougie bish. It's giving luxuriate. I'm luxuriating. I so I'm luxuriating. And this, this woman is amazing. Like she is so, so good with understanding the body to the point where she like was working on my husband. She asked him, have you been sleeping? And he goes, no, not that well. And she goes, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, Hopefully you can sleep tonight because I can tell in your body how it feels. It's, it's mm-hmm. fascinating. So every yeah. time I work with her, I'm like, wow, these, these emotions so much manifest in the body. And it's really interesting how someone else, once they get in there, can see what's going on. So that's fascinating. So I've scheduled those out. Those kick off kind of my energy prote- protection protocol week. And also that aligns really nicely with my business to-dos because as part of that week, I'm adjusting the way that I'm functioning outwardly and then also within my business. So that week I'm doing more admin stuff. So it's like behind the scenes. So I'm taking care of billing. I'm taking care of any sort of like paperwork that needs to happen. Um, I'm reflecting on my month. see how did it go? Like, what revenue did I bring in? What am I projecting for the next month? That makes me feel so grounded when I know what's going on with my money. And so I'm really focusing in on those tasks that ground me and root me so that the next week and the week after that and the week after that, I can soar. So I'm like grounding in. I'm reflecting a lot. I'm doing a lot of writing. So writing is how I process my emotions best and process my learnings. So what you're going to see from me, for example, on social media, is going to be much more written-focused work and much less of that camera camera work because I don't want to be on screen um, during that week when I'm trying to, like, protect my energy. So you'll see how I kind of switch up some of the social media stuff. And that's honestly... What I recommend for people who are entering into social media and the world of social media to help them from getting burnt out. Because a lot of times when I'm onboarding new clients, and this is like the first time they're actually being intentional about their social media, I find that the first thing they do is they burn themselves out within the first month because they're so excited and they're so gung-ho, but they're not used to being that outward facing. So Mm -hmm. that's something I found that works for myself and I've found it works for other people is to kind of create this schedule. And then during Mm -hmm. the other weeks, I'm creating, I'm kind of like creating one more piece of content. So every time I film a video, for example, I'm thinking, how can I film one more? So by the time Mm -hmm. I get to the end of the month, maybe I have two or three extra videos that can kind of get me through. And then I can supplement my written content with those videos. And no one knows. No one misses the fact that mm-hmm. I'm in my reflection week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing, like, eventually of getting, figuring things out enough to batch things. Or, I mean, I do this, too, in terms of, like, things that require different energetic effort, right? Like, like there are certain tasks to me that are very head down tasks, like my accounting or, um, 
I don't know. There's just like various things, admin tasks, right? Where I just like need to like focus in. Nobody talk to me. No one call me. <laughs> like all of that, right? Where I just need to be kind of like in the zone. I even have like a focus playlist for it. Like I have all of these things that I do, like a ritual that I do to even like get my brain ready to focus, um, which is especially important for my ADHD brain for me to tell it. Like this is what we're doing right now. And we're not doing all the other things you want to be doing. Like yes. ignore that. You're Time not doing blocking. That. Oh man, yeah. time block yeah. and protect it. Like earlier today, yeah. you were texting me some things that I really wanted to read, but I also wanted to be present for reading it. And so mm -hmm. I was like, I had to just really like use my um, willpower. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not reading those texts mm -hmm. right now because I want to be present for reading those texts. Mm -hmm. I'm answering the emails that I need to answer and I'm doing that. <laughs> and I'll come back to the text messages. So like, that's another thing that yeah. I think is very helpful that you just hit on there was time blocking and respecting mm -hmm. that time block. Yeah. Can we please normalize res delayed responding to texts? I mean, I naturally do this and, and maybe to a fault at times, but I'm that way too of like, if I'm in something else, like I try my best to be fully present wherever I am, which again is, I don't know that I do it a hundred percent. I know absolutely there are times that I'm not even close. But there is something to like if I'm doing an activity, if I'm out and about like walking with a friend or with my kids or something and I have someone texting me, I'm kind of like, this is the moment that I start texting here, my brain and my heart is like connected to them and I'm almost somewhere else now. Mm -hmm. Right. Or or I'm bridging like half my brain is there and half my brain is here. And that's first of all, for me, at least overstimulating a little too much. But then also my kids are talking to me and I'm like half hearing them because I'm also thinking about what I'm responding to. Right. Well, yeah, and so it's also kind of a too. safety thing, too. <laughs> Not to mention driving while texting. Driving like, while texting. I know texting a lot all. of us are guilty of it. I know I've done it, right, at, like at a stoplight or whatever, like, or caught myself reaching for my phone to text while I was driving and had to be like, what are you doing, brain? Mm -hmm. Stop. <laughs> You're driving. Watch the road, you know. But that's such a, I mean, I don't know. I think if people were honest about it, like, I think that's a very common phenomenon. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's things like that, too, because even um, – you know, I have a, a friend group thread that Aaron's in that I, I didn't respond to all weekend because, I you know, I had family in town. I was doing a bunch of things. And um, I was like, I just, Girl, yeah, I'm going to wait till Monday. We I know. know. Well, this, that's why I'm saying, like, we normalize this because the beauty is of our, like, group chats that we know that that's what's happening. If someone's silent, that they're just, like, honoring their energy. Their time Life is happening, you know, yeah. outside of the text yeah. message thread. <laughs> mm hmm so, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's things like that in terms of, um, yeah, I, I think some of this is just like a learning process to know like how your unique um, kind of brain and temperament deals with some of this kind of stuff too. Like I know for me, it's really hard for me if I have days where my client sessions are interspersed, like I'm likely not going to be able to do a focused task with like an hour, in, if I have an hour in between two calls. I'm not going to do my accounting in those, you know, hour. like there's, no. there's various things. Like I, maybe I could send an email, but even that, like I, it's really interesting because the energetic difference, it's hard for me, especially to toggle between the two. I could almost more easily get up and like clean the house <laughs> since I work from home during that hour and then come back. Cause that's still like this, like up energy, right? It's just, it's really interesting or this, um, like this beaming out energy that I'm in, or maybe I could actually like record, you know, like a reel or something. Cause that's still this, like, 
if I'm feeling a high energy there, um, I, I almost have to do things that kind of stay in the same energy arc. And I think about that even as I'm scheduling clients um, and looking at my days of, of where I'm putting them. Um, and I think too, sometimes we want to defer, this is just speaking to service-based businesses in terms of scheduling. A lot of times we're like, whatever the client wants. Yeah, you can't do that. If you want to bring yeah. in actual good energy, and mm-hmm. especially with what we do, a lot of times we're working with in people's businesses to help them craft whatever they want to do. So you can't be bringing that negative, low vibe energy into their business. That's just irresponsible. So it's extra important, especially for all you service providers out there, especially if you are working with people one-on-one to for sure be protecting that energy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and I like to think about this too, of like, even though, you know, we want to give our clients the best experience possible. Like for whatever reason, this was a, was a huge people pleasing thing for me back in the day was like, whatever, whatever time someone said they wanted, they, they got it. Especially before I had kids, you want 7 PM on a Tuesday. Sure. No problem. Right. Like, Oh, I guess technically I'm free. So that's fine. Right. Free, you know, cause I didn't have boundaries around that kind of stuff. Um, but I do think like, as you get like, now I'm like almost overly specific i guess like in terms of the boundaries of when i want to meet with people and it comes down to that of like i want to give you my very best energy like i want me at my peak for you but i i think the thing is is that like a lot of times even people are like well i have a strong preference for this usually you can find a happy medium where they're like well i can't do it like usually you can find something that's mutually okay that works right and to kind of like spend the time hashing mm-hmm. that out you know um depends even on if they need to on. rearrange things yeah. yeah. Depends yeah. on what's going on. Like I had a lot of last week I had a lot of like SOS requests, like random things popping up that weren't scheduled. And that's I mean, I'm here to help people through those and I want to help people through mm-hmm. those moments. So I knew by doing that, then I need to then compensate with a really restorative weekend. And also yeah. I was able to move some of my Monday appointments so then I could reclaim those four hours that were spent on Saturday. So Mm -hmm. that was so powerful. And I think also that's something that comes obviously easier when you own your own business, but it takes a while to give yourself that permission because when you first start, Mm -hmm. it's like, I just am so happy to have clients and people calling Mm me. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I love that. And I don't want to say no to anyone. And also you're still, at least for me, I was still in that mindset of like, nine to five is when I work and it was difficult for me to transition into something that might be a little bit more flexible, a little bit more forgiving. So it's been a process to get to that point, but I'm really happy with where I am at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting too, even in terms of like some of these figuring out what works the best for you. I think there's always some degree of like your ideal schedule right? Or your ideal way of functioning versus how it actually is every week. And maybe we have some weeks where it does like match up to the ideal. But I think what's probably more realistic for most of us is that there are some weeks where like things pop up, right? Or, you know, like, so I think we can't be overly perfectionistic, even with our boundaries too, in terms of like our workflow, because some of the stuff is like we're getting into it's one thing to set boundaries with people who are like overstepping your boundaries. That's a whole other thing versus I'm optimizing. Right. This, that's what we're talking about right now is like optimizing energy. Um, yes. So you're like already working with clients you want to work with, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, 
that I think it's nice to at least know what you want and know what your ideal is so that that can inform your decisions. That being said, I know that there's sometimes too, where it's just, okay, we're on a deadline and this is going, you know, and so I'm going to break some of my own rules here and I'm thoughtfully doing it. I know I'm breaking the rule and I'm like, yeah, we're doing this. Or even sometimes I'll find myself working late at night and I'll ask myself like, why am I doing this? Sometimes I genuinely am like, I, I want to do this right now. I don't know. I just, I feel like I want to make, I want to make a TikTok chaotically at 1030 at night. I know I should probably go to bed right now, but I'm just like, I'm in this energy. Why not? Right. So I think like having these moments of just like also just going with the flow, um, you know, yeah, I think also being intentional. So the only thing is like, why are you like, you're just, what you're just saying right now is like, what checking in with my energy and asking, why am I doing this thing that I'm doing? I think mm-hmm. sometimes also it's with social media, it's like, well, I'm doing it because I want to bring in clients, but I would actually really push mm-hmm. back on that to see, okay, mm-hmm. well, how else are you also bringing in clients? Because that puts a lot of pressure on one thing that someone may mm-hmm. or may not see depending on how busy their schedule is that day. So I think sometimes yeah. we can have these false perceptions in regard to the reasons why we're doing something. If you're creating that TikTok, that's great. What is it going to do for you? It's, well, number one, it's bringing you joy in the moment. So that's very powerful. It's probably going to give you energy to do something the next day that maybe you didn't have energy to do. And also you're going to post it and maybe because you're in that great energy, you're going to get a great result back. But you're also not putting like all your hopes and dreams on that one TikTok to work. Yeah. <laughs> and bring Listen, I would argue- bring you all the clients. It's like let's let's have a little bit of a yeah. frame of reference also for why we're doing things. And that also mm-hmm. helps to manage the energy output and that keep it from being kind of that roller coaster of emotions of, mm-hmm. oh man, I put all my effort into filming that podcast and no one listened to it. So now I'm sad and I'm down here instead of yeah. keeping it more of that, like a neutral state where it's like, I'm doing this podcast because I enjoyed it. I put out some energy today that I normally wouldn't put out because I wanted to have this great conversation. I can't wait yeah. to share it. Hopefully someone listens to it and they enjoy it. Maybe if just one or two people listen to it and enjoy it, that's enough for me. And I'm just going to be happy with that and then see what I'll be open to possibility for it to be bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I think in my twenties, I definitely would like work really late just because I was like stressed out and I needed to get things done or felt pressure or whatever. Same. And it's interesting. I've like every so often with me, it's so funny as I like watch my spikes in energy. And honestly, now that I, I have a life where my life now is very different than it was five years ago. Very different. And it's funny that sometimes I find myself with energy I don't know what to do with. And that's what I'm speaking to in terms of like every so often, like, and gosh, going to bed on time is like my Achilles heel. I'm forever trying to work on like getting, you know, winding down. But it's funny that sometimes like I get some of my best ideas at night. And so I'm not necessarily like worrying or ruminating at night, or I'm not even thinking about how am I attracting my next client? I'm not even thinking about that. I'm like, Ooh, I just thought of this thing that I have to share. And I'm afraid if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget. And then I know I'm going to lay here and keep thinking about it for the next 20 minutes. So I better just go like take three minutes to record it, to get it out because I just have this like pressing need to share these things. So I think that's interesting too, depending on your creative process. Like I just sometimes get these like downloads 
that I feel like I either need to write down or speak aloud. I guess I don't have to. There's no consequence if I don't. But to me, that's the kind of stuff where I feel like um, like the spark is sparking, right? It's it's like a very joyful process, right? So that's the kind of stuff that I've been, um, you know, I toggle back and forth between creating like these healthy habits of self-discipline and all those things. But at a certain point, some of that stuff can feel really confining for my spirit type where I'm like, you know, I need like a healthy balance between structure and rules and then like even breaking some of my own rules in a healthy way. Right. So that's the thing too. I think I've just been playing around with this concept of like perfection or even like consistency and habits and all these things. I'm like, my phenotype loves this interplay between spontaneity, a little bit of chaos. I actually love a little bit of chaotic energy I like in a good way. I like to manufacture that in as your talent manager. Yeah. <laughs> like, I manufacture it's, it's like a- in moments of chaos for Allison because that's how she gets yes. her. We, I think we talked about that with Johnny Depp. I think mm-hmm. were you and I having this conversation? I can't remember, but I think you told me that on Pirates of the Caribbean or even like when Johnny Depp works on movies, like half the time he's not even going on script. He's just going mm-hmm. with his emotion in the moment and his mm-hmm. like inspiration, which I think is really when we're having that connection to the vi- divine is when we are fully in our creative process. It's one of the closest yeah. ways we can get there. But I think you told me that that was like kind of part of his process. It might've been my husband. I don't know. I can't remember who. But... It might've been him. Well, I know he's not the only one that does it, especially I know for things like, like comedians, things like, you know, Anchorman or whatever, right? Like where every single take will be different because the whole thing is, is that they, they want it to be fresh and funny. And the thing with comedic timing is it's, you know, it's like cheeky. It's a little bit, and it's the element of surprise that makes things really funny. Mm -hmm. And like, and you can even feel when their co-stars or whoever are like reacting genuinely because they're like shocked. Right. And it's like that much funnier. The the, like reactions they're eliciting. So that is like, we're doing multiple takes. I'm going to give you five different ridiculous things and you don't know what's about to come out. Right. And then you get to choose between the five. But the, yeah, so there's something like that that is it's it's creation energy, right? It's yeah. iterative. It's like, and that's the, honestly that's the way that I think about even um, at this point. I guess from the creative side of like content creation. So like, Aaron is my my marketing and social media advisor and gives me all these like really tangible tools, right? That I need to know like frameworks to work within that are so helpful that are actually going to be successful. Like I need to I need that. And then what I do from that framework is then like, now how on my side of it, do I make it fresh and fun and sustainable and in my style? So I'm not copying someone Mm -hmm. else. This is very authentic to me and what I want to do. And so like, I, I get to a point, I think once I'm in the content creation, once I have like the, the framework, I actually let go of the outcome and I don't even think about who's going to like it. Who, I mean, I might a little bit think of who am I speaking to? Like, I'm talking to my best friend or something. I do kind of think in that term, but I'm not thinking like this is going to convert a client. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should, but I, to me that feels like a weird energy versus I'd rather just be in this like playful healing. I would like to draw people in who kind of just resonate with me as a person who are like, yeah, I want to do some healing work. I want to do some goal work with that person because it looks like it would be a joyful, beautiful, relieving experience. And that's really what I want. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, I love that about you. I love that you kind of take it and then also adjust it to your own persona. I, and I think that that is honestly, that's like the golden ratio. So 
I love, mm-hmm. I love, love, love that you do that. I think when we first started to work together, you were like kind of apologizing to me a little bit. You're like, Aaron, I'm going off plan a little bit here. And I'm like sitting there cheering because I know that's when the magic is going to happen. It's like, mm-hmm. we'll have a, we'll have enough of that content that's going to keep people moving forward in that structure. But what's really going to connect with them are these moments of brilliance that only you can have, Allison. And everyone has mm-hmm. that in them. Everyone has those mm-hmm. moments of brilliance that they can harness and they should harness. So that's not just yeah. something that's unique to Allison. But I've noticed yeah, yeah. that we figured it out down to a science kind of how much do you need? How much fuel should I give you? And then mm-hmm. how much you feel very comfortable then coming to the table and just going with what you're feeling in the moment, what you're inspired and divinely sparked to do. So I, I'm really loving this kind of workflow that we got going on here. Well, it's funny too, because like anyone who comes into either any of my groups or even one-on-one, I, I have like a very specific model that I work off of and I'm not going to go too in depth into it, but that it gets really into the energetics of things, right? Of once you have your basic needs met and your, the structure that you need, right? Safety, security, enough of that kind of stuff to then really start to play a little bit. There really, there's actually science that backs that when people are really vibing and this like peace, love, joy, and joy to me is like playfulness, creation, all that kind of stuff. And maybe even a little enlightenment energy. That's where people have synchronicities and amazing luck and all of a sudden that's like the manifestation energy right that's just very generative of like you are just beaming something out and like the universe or other people are picking up on it and then responding back to you and it's like this boomerang of energy or or like karma in real time and so that's kind of the stuff like i I have a group called the overflow where we're literally working on like raising this energetic kind of thing And, and we we kind of figure out like sometimes there are very specific things that that actually are like a wall that keep us from it. So like maybe you're going through something heavy and you're really anxious or you're stuck on something or, you know, you have a self-concept about yourself that's like really caging and we kind of get into some of that kind of stuff to like remove it, <laughs> you know, or set it aside so that you can can um, feel like your energy can rise in this kind of a way. But yeah, there there is, I think, something about that that I think that's what we're kind of getting into. It actually makes me think of a conversation we had on the podcast several weeks ago um, about, you know, you going to a ballet and you're like, there's the people who know the dance moves and technically they're doing them great. It's they are, they are doing them. They're not missing their beats. They're not like, but they're, they're just like mechanically a little bit, like they're just hitting their marks versus there's some people in there that where you're like they are dancing from their soul like that it is just like woo, you know the way that like they are dancing from their pinky toe at this point like it is just and it's like such a different energy and that's those are always the people too that like if there's a troop of people dancing or whatever a lot of times there's one person that draws your eye and you Mm -hmm. cannot take your eye off of them and they can all do the same choreography i cannot take my eyes off of this person that's an energy. Yeah. Right. That's going like full out and they're beaming something and there's an enjoyment to it. Like they look happy doing what they're doing and you are enjoying watching their enjoyment. Right. So I think, again, this is part of my philosophy of like, we don't, we can't bypass all the other stuff that's keeping us from joy. But for me, like the destination is always joy in all of this. I love that. Enjoyment of the process. I love that about you. It's, it makes it so fun (laughs) to be able to learn from you and, 
definitely love the process of the overflow. And so that, that has changed my life in terms of the process that you teach in that class. And I really could not be my full self where I am now. And I know like without that class, and I know I'm just going to grow even more. So very Uh excited for people to explore what you are teaching. I know that class starts on February 1st, so very soon. So kind of the last call here to sign up if you haven't done it yet. Um, And then, yeah, I think that's all I have to say on this topic. I just hope everyone has a great week and leans into their creation potential and rests when they need to and knows that that rest can be very productive as well. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to your body, vibe out, have fun. (laughs) Amen. Amen.